what? Uh, yeah, we're here again. We're giving you another episode. This one is because we've had some serious breaking news in the NFL. Breaking news. So this is a small little tidbit episode. No time for pleasantries. We don't know how Steve and Eric are doing. We'll have to ask them later. Play the sad violin if you got it. You have the sound. <laughs> I wish I did a lot of the sad trombone. So, Cam Akers. Torn Achilles. Out for the year, obviously. Um, Steven, you're the Dynasty Degenerate. Let me ask you right off the rip. What is your long-term prognosis for Cam Akers? Are you optimistic for a full recovery, or are you a little hesitant? I am extremely hesitant. Um, I don't know of any, and I looked uh, pretty hard today, I don't know of any running backs who have come back and performed well after an Achilles tear. Uh, I think the one that has been the most recent and done the best was Arian Foster several years ago. Uh, we'll find out how Marlon Mack does this year when he comes back. But traditionally, running backs, linebackers are severely affected by it. They do not recover fully. So my outlook for him, especially in Dynasty, is best case probably a low-end RB2 next year. Wow, that low? That low. Unfortunately, uh, I hope I am wrong, and I hope that uh, he fully recovers. He's younger than most of the guys that suffer from this but for a running back that plants and pivots on that foot uh i i'm not optimistic i hear you eric you're the dfs degenerate how many weeks will you start cam Akers in your lineups week one just as a swan song <laughs> <laughs> i was so high on him dude that devastated me when i read that shit yeah. oh so get this i was reading earlier supposedly i don't know who it was supposedly somebody tweeted about this yesterday but people kind of mm. just shoved it to the side like they it was like some nobody scrub it was not no i shouldn't say that some not big name in the media unknown. type an unknown yeah as current unknowns i sympathize with that unknown yeah. <laughs> and i guess he had tweeted he like can't make us fair to have torn his achilles didn't get traction surprising and it was fucking true it we'll have to find true. out who that was and maybe start following him. Maybe he's got, uh, he must have some sneaky connections if he's able to break the story a day before Adam Schefter. Yeah. You know? I saw, I saw Tom Palacerio, uh posted it like early this morning, like 10 hours ago. Uh, but I, I think it, I remember seeing the thing that Eric's talking about and I just ignored it like everybody else. Because I think it was, mm. uh, I think it came from the same guy who, puts out so many bad fucking tweets that most people just ignore him because none of them are true. So he's cried wolf too many times, I think, if it's the same guy. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. So kind of one the... of them uh, burner accounts almost, so just like somebody who just tweets to <laughs> Like, I got one about, like, uh, we're going to talk about him later, Aaron Rodgers, and said something like announces he's coming back, something. Yeah. But, yeah. You just read the headline and you knew it was bullshit. <laughs> so i mean yeah it's 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 tough it's tough on the internet for sure i mean uh, obviously we all know you can't believe everything you read but when you read something and it turns out to be true you kind of have to look back and be like Ooh, what else is he right about you know but uh, Twitter's obvi- horrible. oh yes yeah, the worst it it's dude it's horrible. a fucking dump it's a dump <laughs> I'll, I'll take the extra time and wait for uh the, the qualified guys to post it before i believe it 
Yeah. Yes. So what's uh? So uh, imagine this though. What if you were? What if you had read that tweet, fully believed it, and just started selling cam makers everywhere you could, dude? Oh my god. Then you're Fuck. a motherfucking genius. You could have yeah. had fucking picks for days, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yesterday you could have gotten two first and a, and a probably a, a okay prospect, maybe. Probably you a, know? Yeah, a like, low-level prospect, yeah. Well, funny story about that. This actually just came up in one of my other leagues. Somebody accepted a trade for Cam Akers overnight. So the the original person got Akers. The other the person trading him away got two twenty two first and Kareem Hunt. Oh, steal! Poor bastard works nights, and he proposed a trade, and he was asleep, and the other guy fucking accepted it. What shit happened this morning? So oh, so he bought oh, Cam Akers. Oh, he bought Cam Akers for two first and Kareem Hunt, and he proposed it. Oh, that's terrible. Yep, yep. that sucks. And, and that reminds me of. Your league, we were on our way to the Degenerates draft, and I remember you just fucking flipping out in your truck because you were like, that motherfucker accepted my trade. I tried to trade for Air- for Air- Andrew Luck, and yeah. the second he announced <laughs> retirement, he accepted. Yep. <laughs> uh. So, so yeah. real, last night, I was doing the, uh, what is it called, Steve? The Triple S charity? Yeah. So, yeah, so I was doing my draft. We started that draft a little early. I'm going to lead into this, so this is kind of funny to me. And it finally got to my pick late last night, probably around this time, 9 o'clock. And I'm looking at the board. I'm in, I had the second pick, so I was picking at the 211. And I'm looking at the names. Cam Akers is one of them. Obviously, you both know I've been high on Akers. I've wanted them almost everywhere I can get him. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to take some chances in this league. It's for charity. There's no cash prizes or anything like that. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, I really want to get some shares of Mixon if I can get them. And with the scoring settings, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I kind of trust Mixon, Mixon a little, a little more. Not, I wouldn't say more. Like, I think the ceiling was higher with Acres, but I was like, I trust Mixon to get that workload consistently more. And, um, I said, fuck it. I'm going to go with Mixon. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to have shares of Acres anyway. So, so I'll pass on them. I went with Mixon. The commissioner had the first pick. He went Cam Akers, followed up with Jalen Hurts, I believe. Oh, I'm surprised he hasn't deleted that league yet. No. <laughs> and literally that news hit today, and I was kind of laughing because he's the one who started the draft. Uh, there was Too a couple early. people who did not want to start the draft earlier. So yeah. I don't want to say it's karma, but it, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, he, it's, he karma. It yeah, off, it's karma. And your second-round pick is now done for the season. Yeah. I mean, it, it's borderline so it's just, it's criminal funny. to start a redraft draft this fucking early. No. You know? And if if you do, I'm um, listen, this is advice. You could put this in the fucking commandments. If you have to draft this early, you have no choice. Handcuff your motherfucking guys. <laughs> if yeah. you can. Like, if you drafted this early and you took Henderson, at least it's like, well, at least you I can recover. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm. If it's later in the year after preseason, they, you know I'm I'm not really one to handcuff my guys. If it's that late, I like to handcuff the guys. I'm I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like it's a waste to, to handcuff my own guy if nothing happens, and it was a waste to pick. If something happens, it, it helps. But the only guys I have early, that I would handcuff, handcuff you guys Zeke or and Cook because I, I I would like to have Pollard and Madison. So since you bring up the handcuff, uh, let me ask you guys, what do you think about Daryl Henderson this season? Obviously. Not a lot in front of him, and Nothing believe it, 
PFF had very high grades for Daryl Henderson last year. So they did. Um, he's actually pretty efficient. Yeah, he's pretty fairly efficient running back. More, better yeah, than yeah. I thought in some statistics. Some some stats. If you if you look at it, that's the thing. Like people will, will highlight the stats that he's good at, but then there's other efficiency stats where he was kind of more league average or bottom. Mm-hmm. League, but. Yeah, I mean he averaged four and a half yards per carry. So that's that's the one that kind of sticks out to me. If he had more carries, it stands to reason he'd have a lot more yards. So. You know, where do you have Daryl Henderson ranked this year going forward, Stephen? So going forward, he's going to move up in my rankings from the mid-40s up to 20. Uh, I'm ahead of, like, CEH, Miles Sanders, um, but still behind a couple of the top, the higher guys like Chris Carson and Mike Davis. That's kind of funny you say that because um, I also have him at 20. <laughs> And I and I also have him at twenty, but no, yeah. So <laughs> we all have him at twenty. Yeah, we I have, suck, dude. <laughs> hey, the consistency is incredible. Yeah. Uh, hive mind. We won't we won't be talking about him on Friday. I can tell you no, that. Much. We won't be talking no. about him. Um, I have him ranked just above Miles Gaskin, Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, Ceh. Eric, who do you who do you have him on top of? Who are you taking him before? Uh, who, uh, so who's ranked after him? Yeah, I have um, Gaskin, Sanders, Edmonds, Jacobs behind him to round out the top twenty four. Mm-hmm. And just ahead of him, I have Mike Davis, Dobbins, Montgomery. It, I I could toy with this a little bit. I see. I thought I was going to get Henderson a little higher. I thought I was going to get him around like seventeen, eighteen. But I I just, I just I can't. Like I look at these guys and I'm like, I'm not taking Henderson ahead of I, I'm. I'm not taking as crazy as it might sound to some people. I'm not taking him ahead of Mike Davis. No, I'm not, not right now. You. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely taking him ahead of Davis. I, I mean, could I? I was gonna say, could I change my tune? Possibly, I could slide him ahead of Davis, but I'm not gonna slide him ahead of Dobbins. So I think the absolute highest I'll have him is 19. Yeah. So I, I have him just behind Chris Carson, David Montgomery, and Travis Etienne. So that's kind of where, where I'm starting to consider him right there in that range. Uh, what about you, Steve? Who do you have ahead of him? So ahead of him, I have Chris Carson, Mike Davis, Montgomery, Dobbins to go from 19 to 16. Mm-hmm. And then 21 to 24, I've got Sanders, Hunt, Jacobs, and Mostert. Mostert? Yeah. For a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right. As long as he's healthy, he's going to get the volume. But Which I, I, I would say the same thing about um, Henderson, but here's my hang up with him and why I may end up at some, why I wouldn't take him above those other guys. He had five touchdowns last year. He's only 200 pounds. He does have trouble getting it across the goal line. And he only had 24 targets and 16 catches. So mm-hmm. that is semi concerning because I do not believe that he is going to be a three down back. No, no. So I, I, lo- I look upside, for. I don't know. Xavier Jones or... Also a small back. Who's that other... Funk. Funk. We got the funk. Uh, uh. <laughs> but he's only like 205 pounds. But he had he missed the 18, 19 seasons with torn ACLs. So he's only really played in 20. So Yeah, so I mean, I don't think either one of those guys are going to steal rushing work, but I think they might get the receiving work that Henderson is not that great at. So... Well, I thought the same thing, and so, so I started looking. And Xavier played last year 13 games. He started 
Well, he, he was active in 13 games. Never saw the field. Correct. Not special teams, not offense, nothing. So I have zero interest in Xavier Jones. If if they had any inkling that Xavier Jones was something, they would not have drafted Funk. Right. I agree. So I'm I'm looking at him and and looking at both of them in Dynasty if I have roster spots. If I don't, I'm not dropping anyone for that. Yeah, so. no, I'm not looking to grab either one of them, you know. You know, like you said, if they kind of fall on my lap or I have the the room to get rid of them, I'm fine with that. But even even Funk, like he's a smaller back, he should project as a pass catcher. This dude never had more than fucking 12 targets in college yeah. in a single year. And he's a five-year starter in fucking Maryland. So it's not like he didn't have opportunity. I don't I'm know, sorry. I, heard... I, I throw out the word starter very loosely. <laughs> he I, was I definitely heard... not the starter. I've heard him compared lightly to a uh, a mini McCaffrey. And then I, I when I stopped laughing, um, another uh, again, they've got two guys that are 200 pounds. Uh, they're in they're going to need to look at getting a bigger back for the goal line. So. So overall, is, we don't know. What are your guys' expectations for Mr. Henderson this year? I think he'll be pretty good. I don't think he's great. I think he, you know, obviously we all have him ranked at 20, so we all think he's a a, a back-end RB2. And mm-hmm. I think if you draft him there, he's going to meet ex- uh, meet expectations. And if you draft him any higher, you're going to be disappointed. I would agree. I think you're looking at the RB20 to 25. Right and what we way. usually see with an injury like this is a knee-jerk reaction where people go, oh, well, he's the starter now, and they just start drafting him in the second round. And it's like, no, 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 no. Look at the other players, dude. That's not a good idea. <laughs> I don't think he'll climb that high. I, I, So if I have we have him at RB20, that puts him in what? Late third, early fourth round, which I don't think is terrible. I would probably, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, if I got him at the back of the there, fourth. But. I would probably consider it. If I had to take him at the back of the third, I wouldn't. No, and so, you know, like I said, I'm not saying that that's where his ADP will end up. I'm saying that would be the typical knee-jerk reaction. So, like, if this happened on August 16th and your draft is August 17th, somebody would reach for him there. You know, Mm -hmm. but where this is happening kind of early, the dust will settle and he'll end up going in a reasonable spot, but... You know, I would not shock me at all if if it was like if somebody drafted today, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go in the second round because people would just oh my oh K Makers is gone, you know. Yep. Well, I was kind of hoping that it was the this draft is going super slow for the record. Um, I was hoping it was going to circle back to us because I wanted to see if the commissioner was going to take fucking Daryl Henderson with one of his two picks. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to find out tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So I hope uh, somebody snipes him in front of him. I think that's just about everything we got to say about Cam Akers. So let's move on to the next piece of news, which is very interesting to me, since I've been very stubborn on this. Adam Schefter reported today, quote, reading the tweet, quote, this offseason, the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a two-year extension that would have tied him to Green Bay for five more seasons and made him the highest paid quarterback and player in football. Rodgers declined the offer, proof it's not about the money. He doesn't want to be there. What else do you need to tell you he has no interest in being a Green Bay Packer? 
He doesn't want to be there. He's going to retire. He's going to sit out if they don't trade him. He is a stubborn prick, and I love him for it because I'm a stubborn prick too. Not judging, but I know how stubborn pricks operate, and I'm telling you, he ain't going to do what he doesn't want to do. He's made plenty of money. He turned down even more money because he doesn't want to be a Packer. Before you get too far into that, if Aaron Rodgers does not play this year, he owes them $14 million. If he does not play in the NFL again, he owes them $38 million. How do you figure he owes them? Because they paid him guaranteed money up front or upfront money signing bonuses. He has to pay it back if he does not play. Not if he retires. If he retires, yes. he doesn't have to. Yeah, I was yes, say. he does. No, he does and not. That is, yes, he does, and that's per Adam Schefter in, a, in an interview he did today on moving the chains. Thirty-eight million. He might have to pay some. Yeah, now that I think about it, wasn't there an issue with Calvin Johnson where they made yep. they took uh, some of the guaranteed money back when he retired? They took the guaranteed money back when he retired. It's Thirty-eight it million all, if he doesn't some... play. So, Aaron Rodgers is not retiring. He will play. He's going to be a stubborn prick, and he's going to hold out, and they're going to find him for however many games he misses, but he's going to play. Well, if they start finding him for the games he misses, it's even more money than if he just fucking retired. No, that's total. He would end up, he would end up owing them, uh, I believe, a prorated amount with what he got us fined. So I think if he, if he doesn't play at all, I believe it's, it's just over $14 million. So he's playing. They're not trading him to anybody. It's too late. They would have had to do it before the draft. So he's, they're either going to renegotiate with him, give him a one-year deal. He doesn't want the deal. Put up. He doesn't want to be there five years, and I don't blame him. That's well, why he's he only under contract deal. for three more. What does he want? Another right. two? Another one year? If he, if they restructure his contract, put him under a two-year deal, pay him a ton of money this year, and then put like a, uh, a signing bonus that has to be paid before the second day of the league year next year, or they can release him or they can, or they have to trade him before that can do that and send him wherever he wants to go. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're seriously underestimating what Aaron Rodgers is willing and not willing to do. And I mean, obviously like we're just speculating. This is just, it's a difference of opinion. Like neither one of us are informed on it, but it's, I, I mean, what the fuck is uh, like $30 million to Aaron Rodgers? Is it? Uh, I'm sorry, but he, he can make that back in a fucking weekend. You know, I don't I don't think it would really I don't think that's the be all end all for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's I a lot Jeopardy's of fucking money. I don't think giving him a $38 million sign on bonus to, to go and do that. It, well, no, I mean, I'm sure they're not, but he also has endorsements and he does. He could do events and all kinds of crap like he could get that money back. I'm sure he get that money back in six months. Aaron you know. Rodgers has a net worth of 120 million. Yeah. So if you're going to take a quarter of that or a third of that, that hurts. Oh, of course it hurts, but it does hurt. But he's he's marketable, like Brian said. I do think he has. He, he is, but I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna figure out a way to come back, play a year, get the fuck out of there, and be able to continue working for a couple more years. Because I, I don't think he's done with football. And if he if he walks away. He's done football. Oh, no. He definitely does not want to be done with football. He wants to force the Packers' hands to trade him. Yeah, but they're not going to. They've already made that abundantly clear. Maybe they won't. Because they're not going to get the value that he's worth right now. They they won't get that until next season. 
because everybody's drafted their quarterbacks. Unless something catastrophic happens to a team in their quarterback situation, Rodgers isn't moving this year. So he's either going to play in Green Bay or he's going to sit out for the year. Well, I mean, it, it's up to the Packers whether or not they want to trade him. Of course, there's a market for him. They're, but, not, uh, taking, they're not taking a huge loss on it. And nobody's going to give him what he's worth right now. Well, of course they will. Well, you, you don't think the Denver Broncos are going to give what it's worth? Nope. Otherwise, he'd already been, have been moved. No, no. I think the Packers offered plenty. And the, the Packers are, I mean, I think the Broncos offered plenty and the Packers are just stubborn pricks. And I don't blame them. You have one of the best players in NFL history. You're not going to move him unless you're absolutely 100% sure it's not going to work. And I get that. But let's not pretend that there's no market for Aaron Rodgers. Like, they're going to get multiple first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Well, we'll find out in the next few weeks. But I, I strongly disagree with you. Find out after he retires. <laughs> we'll find out Tuesday. Because that's when everybody else reports to camp. Next week. Yeah, Tuesday. I really, I, you know what? It, See you next a good Tuesday, point. dude. <laughs> it's, it, that's actually a great point. That kind of is the tell. If he does not go to day one of training camp, he'll probably sit out. I would say two weeks. I, I was going to say, say a week, two weeks. Two weeks he'll pay the fines, sit out, be like, dude, fucking trade me. If they don't trade him by then, he's either going to retire or report. He, and let's face it, he doesn't need to be. He's not going to do anything in the first uh, preseason game, anyways. Oh no, so it's not going to affect him any. Yeah, I'm not worried you know, about that. You know, well, no, but I, I, I don't expect him to show up until realistically after that game and see what happens with Jordan Love. Because mm-hmm. that that gives him a ton of leverage to walk in and say, "See, I told you the guy's a fucking bum," or, "Hey, kid's not bad, not that bad. I better get to fucking camp because now they're definitely not going to trade me." Well, if the kid's good, it's only more reason for them to trade him, right? No, I don't think they do. What? I, so I if if love it. if love is good, they decide to hold on to Aaron Rodgers longer. He loses his leverage. If love's good, he loses his leverage. He's banking on the kid going out and sucking. No, he's not. He's banking on going out and being good because he wants to be traded. What the fuck does he gain out of Jordan Love being good? His value stays high as long as Jordan Love is unknown. But like I said, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. I, I I do not follow that logic at all. Maybe I'm just a space cadet. Eric, uh, are you are you getting any of this? Repeat it back. <laughs> Forget it. Forget I was, it. Watching, <laughs> I was watching the ba- I was watching the basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> How's Giannis look? <laughs> I hope they win. I'm rooting for the Bucks. Me too. All I know is I didn't need any of the players on either of those teams to win my basketball fantasy league. But they got the lead so far. The Bucks. But. So, one more piece of news. This will be real quick, but uh, Jets assistant coach Greg Knapp is in critical condition following a bicycle crash. Dude was hit by a car. Obviously, we wish him the best. Uh, I know nothing about the guy. Maybe he's the best guy in the world. Maybe he's a complete piece of trash. Uh, You know, just you don't want to see this happen to anybody. And, uh, you know, Patriots fans, we like to trash talk about the Jets quite a bit, but obviously, we don't want this to happen to anybody in the world even my worst enemy i wouldn't i wouldn't pray for this so you know not to minimize what's happening to him and his family like obviously it's a it's a huge deal and we feel terrible but if we could just talk about the fantasy implications for a minute which feels very small and like i said we're all hoping he recovers quickly and uh well but 
what do you guys think this means for Zach Wilson if he misses a considerable amount of time? Obviously, Zach Wilson is a rookie. He's learning the system. And losing your quarterback coach could be de- uh, very detrimental for a player that's already making a huge adjustment going from college, a small college, to the NFL. I think it's something to watch and see who they put into that position uh, once training camp starts because the relationship between that coach and especially a rookie quarterback is very critical as far as how quickly and how well they develop, especially in a complex offense like what they ran in San Francisco and what's been moved into New York. So I would say that we need to probably temper our expectations, you and I, because we're a little higher on Wilson than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, as to how he potentially starts this season, could could continue on without a hitch. Uh, like I said, it's going to really depend upon who they put into that position to work with him at this point. And actually, since you mentioned how high I am on Zach Wilson, I've come off it a lot. <laughs> I currently have him ranked at the QB thirty three. Just and not, and not because I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I think he'll be very efficient. I just. Number one, I think they don't want to put the ball in his hands a ton. And number two, it might be a very low-volume offense. It might be a very efficient offense, but I think it's going to be pretty low passing volume, and I I don't think you're going to see a big translation for Zach Wilson in fantasy this year. It's, it's kind of like Baker Mayfield. Like He's so fucking talented, but the volume is just never going to allow him to be top 12 the way that they play the ball right now. Mm-hmm. No, and I would agree with you there. I just I have him a little higher than you, but I have him ranked in front of um, the guys who most likely are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And actually, now that I'm really like looking at my ranking, he's too low. I'm not. I haven't finalized it, but I got like yeah. I got him below Taysom fucking hell. Like it's too low. Uh. <laughs> Favorite quarterback he's, to win the starting job in in New Orleans, Taysom Hill. He's not the favorite. He's not the. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. I don't know, man. Sean Payton loves that motherfucker, dude. He does, dude. It's gross. That's what it's scares gross. me. Like he loves Taysom Hill. Like it doesn't surprise. Like it would not shock me. And I was all on, like, dude, how does Jameis lose his job? A little sidebar, fucking news tidbit. It can't be Taysom Hill, dude. <laughs> but real quick, I'll slip my little uh, two cents in about Mister Wilson. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully Greg Knapp has a speedy recovery and he, he gets better and comes back to full health and he's able to return to camp and coach. But there's more important things in coaching right now, especially, you know, hopefully his family is, you know, I wish his family the best. So I'm praying for him. But as far as Zach Wilson goes, I think he's still in good hands with Mike LaFleur. I think he'll be fine. It does not having the QB coach is a little bit of a thing to monitor, but it's not something where I would be like, oh, man, I got to slide Zach Wilson down my rankings, you know. It's not that mm-hmm. serious, but I feel the same way. Like it's not really affecting my rankings, but it does kind of raise my eyebrows at the same time. But like you said, I, the biggest comfort for me is is Mike Lafleur, and it's a great point. I di- I didn't bring it up, but you're 100 percent right. I I just I kind of believe in that Lafleur system, and I think he'll kind of take over and mentor for a little bit here, especially with the second overall pick. Like usually the offensive coordinator has better things to do, but. When you're coaching the se- the number two overall pick, you should pay attention. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so 
I think that's uh, pretty much going to wrap up our breaking news episode. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Eric, for coming on here and doing the episode with me for all the shit that just happened to break today. It's been a crazy day in the NFL. There's going to be more of these. We're going to do more of these breaking news episodes. Obviously, we can't get everything onto our show. We're not these uh, high-priced professionals that record every day at 5 a.m., so it is what it is. Do it for a fucking living. (laughs) If more people signed up for the Patreon, 